Let us pray. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Ephesians 1.7 Oh, how glorious is the rich kindness of Your grace that paid for my freedom with the precious blood of Your Son and forgave all my sins. You delivered me from evil and the corruption of my soul. You restored me to sanity and destroyed the lies of the enemy used to betray me. He blinded me from the truth and chained me to sin. But you, my beautiful Savior, broke those chains and restored my sight with your love. I am free to love you, and I am eager to redeem the time I lost in sin. Help me take back the ground the enemy stole and put him under your authority, so he's sorry he ever messed with me. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's daily prayer. For more inspiration and an incredible message from our feature pastor, stay tuned to Pray.com's Sunday Service. Welcome to Pray.com's Sunday Service, sponsored by Altrua HealthShare. Follow this podcast and listen weekly to receive godly wisdom and practical advice for daily living. Stay tuned for Sunday Service, coming up after a quick word from our sponsors. There's an innovative, better way to find health care. We're Altrua HealthShare, an affordable and flexible way to take care of your family. We're a community of like-minded, health-conscious individuals who share in each other's medical needs. And you can customize your health care your way with Altrua HealthShare. You can build your membership based on your season of life and your family's needs. Head to myshare.org to find out more. That's myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. 
visit careerbuilder.com. You know, I love redemption. Redemption is a financial term, actually. Whenever I think of redemption, I think about people being transformed, their lives being healed, God Almighty taking shameful places and making those honorable places, taking people in the background and then moving them to the front. Oh yeah, I love redemption. But when it comes to the understanding of redemption, it has to do with the price that you pay for a slave. Hello friends, this is Troy Brewer and I'm a senior pastor here at Open Door Church. And today guys, we're gonna be looking at something that the Bible calls blood money. It's a really big deal to understand that God Almighty really does not want us to take advantage of other people. He doesn't want us to be selfish. Barabbas is a really good example of that. Once you see this, you're never gonna be able to unsee it because it's a part of everything going on around us. I promise you, you're gonna love this. This is the Open Door Experience. All my friends that are watching all over the planet Earth, man, I bless you guys and call you guys blessed and say thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you wherever it is that you guys are watching. All you people that traveled from all over the world to be here, thank you all for coming today. And I uh, want to invite everybody that's watching uh, all over the world. Come to North Central Texas, man. And then when you do, come out here to Big Time Burleson Church and come and visit us. Guys, we'll treat them good, won't we? Yeah. Everybody say, y'all are welcome. Say that. Right on, right on. Guys, uh, last week we had our Easter services here at Resurrection Sunday, and we went through all of that, and we're talking about the death and the burial and the victorious resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, guys, I'm going to continue that a little bit more so that we can look at some of the main characters and the dramatic events surrounding the death of King Jesus, and how, what it has to do with us today. I mean, why does it matter? Why, why would any of that matter? And Man, I'm going to tell you, you're about to find out. This is going to be awesome. I want to ask everybody, if you would, please, to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27 is where we're going to be at today, because I want to talk to you. Again, there's two main themes in this, and Matthew chapter 27 actually has both of them. And I want, if, if you've been watching the Revelation Report or if you are a part of the prophetic life or any of those things, you know, man, we've been talking about all the stuff that's going on all over the world and what a big mess it is and the globalist agenda and all this stuff, right? And, and guys, it's a scary day. It really and truly is. And in light of the demonic global agenda and all of the uncertainty of how things are going to be in the future, it's just so important in the midst of such shaking, to remember that Jesus is enough. To go, okay, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Well, I'm sure that Jesus is going to be there, and Jesus is enough. He always gets me through stuff. Well, I'm not sure about, you know, my finances. Well, I know that Jesus is involved in my finances, and Jesus is enough, right? Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not going to bail. You know, I'm not sure about all this kind of stuff. No, 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 listen. You're loyal and you are faithful to the kingdom because Jesus is with you and Jesus is enough. Man, he's got you through all this stuff and he's going to get you through so much more. And look at how blessed you are in the midst of such a messed up world. 
And it's just very important to take all that in and go, okay, the issue is not, is there a mess or not? No, no. Jesus said it is impossible except for offenses will come. He's like, it is an absolute certainty that you're going to deal with painful events. An offense is a painful event. Like, oh, no, no, don't be preaching that. No, I do want to preach that because what's real is as Jesus stretches you and as you grow and as you decide to get involved in certain things and as you make commitments and, and as, you, as the Lord continues to take you here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from everlasting unto everlasting, from deep unto deep. I've been preaching a long time. I know a whole bunch of those things. And like you just keep going boom, 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 boom. What's real is every single time you're going to hit your threshold, and let me tell you what your threshold is, let me tell you what your ceiling is, it is your pain tolerance. That's it. You've gone as high as your pain tolerance will allow you to go right now. Like, well, that's not true. What's true is in this woke world that we live in, nobody will give me a chance. Baloney. You've been bitten by a viper and quit talking to snakes. I'm telling you right now, you have the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ within you. You have the mind of Christ, and you don't need everybody else's approval. You don't need anybody else's permission. You don't need any of those things. Get up in Jesus' name. Get up. And you're like, okay, well, what's real is, no, the reason why you haven't gone any further than however far you've gone is because you said that hurts too much for me to go higher. Your threshold is your pain level. And I want to tell you, Jesus is going to take you into painful places. Like, no, he won't. No, he won't. Yeah, he will. (laughs) When he says, pick up your cross and follow me, it literally is pick up your cross. And it's just not easy to pick it up. But that's the walk. That's what we do. Thank God that we have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is called the comforter. Aren't you glad, man, that you have the comforter within your life? But real Christianity is, in fact, painful Christianity because he causes you to leave your natural comfort zone, follow him into his supernatural place of comfort, where you live in the shalom of the Lord instead of your ability to be able to figure everything out. Now, it's important that you have mastery within your life. I'm not saying that that's not In fact, a lot of us, we haven't gained mastery in our finances or in our marriages or in our relationships or with our kids. We haven't strove for those things and we don't have it because it's just too painful for us to wrap our heads around that. I say this all the time and I will continue to say it, friends, that it is one thing for God to give you the plan. It is a whole other thing for you to conform your life to the image of God's plan. Those are two different things. Friends, we have over 60 some odd people that are coming back today from Mexico. And while they were there, while they were feeding people, while they were loving people, while they were blessing people, while they were being a part of other people's stories, God told them, this is who I need you to be. And this is what I need you to do. And this is what I warned all of my team yesterday when I was in Acuna, Mexico is this. Right now you're having a mountaintop experience and you're experiencing the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're like, oh, this is who I am, and this is what I'm going to do. But you're going to get back, and you're going to be surrounded by people that do not get it. Do it anyway. Do it anyway, and carry it out once you're not comforted in that place. 
My beautiful bride mentioned it a while ago, and she said, you know, whenever God Almighty gave them the promised land, eight of them came, I'm sorry, 10 of them came back and said, it's too much, it's too big. It's just too big. We need to dumb everything down and dial everything back and give up on the promises of God. And what they're doing in that moment is they're choosing something other than what Jesus is. They're choosing something other than what God says. They're choosing something other than what the heart of the Lord is. And basically, they're saying, give me Barabbas. Today, guys, we're going to talk about that. There's two different people here that we're going to look at today that, that are caught up in all these events. And one is the issue of the field of blood and blood money that goes with Brother Judas. And the other one is choosing something other than Jesus, which is the issue with Barabbas. Matthew chapter 27 is where we're at. Here we go. And when the morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they bound him, they led him away and they delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, he was remorseful and he brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders saying, I have sinned by betraying the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Whenever Judas came back, he felt really bad about what was happening. So he said, I'm going to lay down money. I'm going to pay for my own redemption. And I want you guys to bless me. And they said, that's your problem. Religion will always tell you it's your problem. You are the problem. And like, we have no responsibility here. You know, Pontius Pilate is about to do the same exact thing. He's saying, you know, hey, I'm washing my hands. This is not my issue. This is your issue. See, people who walk with King Jesus accept the responsibility and say, I need to own this. I need to own the impact of it. But religious people will never do that. They will never do that. So then after that, it says he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple. Notice he didn't throw it down outside. He threw it down inside the temple because he wants to buy his own redemption. And then it says this, then he departed and he went out and he hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and they said, well, it's not lawful for us to put this into our treasury because, you know, they're the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field. And that's the place where you bury strangers in. Therefore, the field has been called the field of blood to this day. And then it was fulfilled that was spoken by Jeremiah almost 500 years earlier, saying, and they took 30 pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. Verse 11, now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, you tell me. It is as you say, is how it's translated here. In the King James, it says, thou sayest it. Let me tell you what the modern day translation of that is. Jesus answered and said, you tell me who I am. See, because Pontius Pilate is the one that is on trial. Jesus is not the one that is on trial. We're about to, we're about to cover that. And so verse 12, and while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he didn't say anything to them. Then Pilate said to him, do you hear how many things that they testify against you? But he didn't answer one single word so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast of the governor, it was a custom to releasing to the multitude one, prison, one, one, one prisoner whom they wish. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner by the name of Barabbas. And then therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, 
Well, who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. And while he was sitting on his judgment seat, catch this, his wife sent word to him saying, you don't need to have anything to do with that just man because I have suffered terrible things in a dream because of him. Mm. But the chief priests and elders, they had persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And the governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. And Pilate said, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? And they all said, let him be crucified. And then the governor said, why, what evil has he, what evil has he done? Because see, the, the only reason anybody would be executed by crucifixion was if they had done something against Rome. And he's like, well, he might have offended you and I can see you guys wanting to stone him to death, but what, what, what has he done? Like, it's, I don't even know that it's lawful for me to crucify him. And then he says, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that they had become a mob, he took water and he washed his hands in the ceremony before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You own this. You see to it. Now, you see that happens twice. It happens once among the religious leaders, and then it happens again with Pontius Pilate saying, hey, I don't own this, you own this. When actually they're the ones that are on trial, Jesus is not on trial. You know, there's certain tests, man, that you just gotta pass. There's even all this drama that's going on within his own house that in the midst while he's sitting on the judgment seat and he's trying to figure out what to do and how to do it, his wife sends word to him and says, hey, I had a dream about terrible things that are gonna happen to me because of what's happening here, and you need to have nothing to do with any of this. So his way of not having anything to do with it was to actually have him crucified, but then to ceremoniously wash his hands and go through his own religious ritual, just like Judas did, and say, I don't own this, when actually he did own it. Verse 25, and all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and on our children. And then he released Barabbas to him, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. I want to talk to you about two concepts that are in this text of scripture that are a really big deal. One is blood money, and the other one is a blood curse. Blood money and a blood curse. A blood money, guys, I want to tell you about blood money. Blood money is a really big deal in heaven. It's a really big deal. And I want to encourage you guys to do your own study. Just Google search blood money. You're going to have to get past some movies. You're going to have to get past some books. And then you're going to get into the biblical idea. If you do blood money and then go Bible and do a search like that and just look at how much the Bible has to say about something that is called blood money. I have, I started to study on this last year about blood money because I was triggered by a personal dream. Now, you're like, well, we don't want to hear about your dream. I want to just tell you that God Almighty speaks to us through dreams sometimes. And this is all the way through the Word of God, especially in the New Testament. It's a huge part. 
At the birth of Jesus, Joseph had several dreams telling him he could do this or when he should do that. The magi that showed up, y'all don't want to talk about the magic men, the magi that showed up. Man, they show up and they had a dream. God Almighty warned them in a dream, do not go back to Herod. You can see it here even during this very important time of, hey, there's all this drama going on. There was a dream in the house of Pontius Pilate that the wife of Pontius Pilate, during the midst of all this incredible drama, sends him this note and says, uh, Bell, because I had a, I had a horrible dream of terrible things that are going to happen to us because of how this goes. That just man, in other words, of you finding that just man guilty. Have you guys ever done a study, and it's going to be, an, it's going to be a non-biblical or extra-biblical historical study of how Pontius Pilate died? You guys know how Pontius Pilate died? He was executed by Caesar for having executed Jesus. Like, what are you talking about? Nero was a nut. He was demon-possessed. He was getting into supernatural power. And because Paul was out preaching the gospel of King Jesus, it even came into Caesar's house. And he started going, oh, wow, wow, okay. This, oh, dude, there's a magic man in Jerusalem. Bring me the magic man. They said, we can't. Why? Because Pontius Pilate had him killed. Why? What did he do against me? He didn't do anything against you, just the people wanted him dead. He said, bring him to me. And he executed him and his wife because of his judgment against King Jesus. Yeah. And I can just see her standing there before that monster and him standing there and him saying, did you really do that? He says, yes, sir, I did do that. Okay, I'm fixing to have you tortured to death. And she goes, I told you so. Worst thing any husband can hear. <laughs> Outside of you're going to be tortured to death is your wife saying, I told you so. <laughs> but before, before we really unpack the whole Barabbas thing, because all that goes with the Barabbas thing, let me, let me go back to the Judas thing because, because Judas, I, so like, I, I don't really know what, what, what your dream would have to do about any of this. Okay, look, there are 20 dreams and 20 visions in the Bible. It's 2020. <laughs> and that's the way that the Bible is set up. There's 20 dreams listed and there are 20 visions listed, um, listed within the Bible. And I already told you all these things um, about dreams are so common in the New Testament and it's actually supposed to be a valuable part of our life, how God Almighty will speak to us in that. And I showed you Matthew 27 verse, verse 19. And then I had this dream and the dream was simply this. I dreamed that my dad was in it. Now my dad passed away uh, two years ago and I dreamed I saw lots of people and I saw this guy and when he walked up to me, I recognized his voice, but I didn't recognize him. And he said, he said, you didn't recognize me, did you, boy? And I said, no, sir, I've never seen you like this. And he said, no, you never see me like this. And we, we had this, he wanted to talk to me about the Father's heart towards me, about how important it was that I finished the things that Jesus was doing within me, how that we had very little time left and for me to get after it. And then one of the things that he told me in this dream was this, you have never been a part of blood money and do not be a part of blood money. Blood money in heaven is a big deal. And it really startled me. And when I woke up out of this dream, I, I'm telling you, I woke up, jumped out of bed, wrote down the whole vision, which is very important for you to do that. I mean, you need to journal your dreams 
And I did all that. And then I went and busted out my computer and I looked up blood money and I started doing it. And it's such a big deal in the word of God. Such a big deal. And blood money is some kind of a compensation that is paid by an offender to a family because you murdered them. That's the simplest understanding of what blood money is. It means this, I'm rich and I can get away with anything. That's what it means. It means, okay, I, I murdered your husband. Okay, well, I'm not gonna face any judgment, any judgment over that. What I'll do is I'll just pay money and I'll pay for that and I won't have to face judgment. That's called blood money and that's a big deal. And in Judaism and in the Old Testament of your Bible, blood money is forbidden among the Jews. No, no, there's gonna be justice. And it doesn't matter how rich he is. It doesn't matter even if he's the king, right? You don't pay to not face that judgment for the murder of somebody. Okay, that's one of the understandings of it. The other understanding of it is, is this. Okay, I'm going to, I am going to selfishly kill you for my own selfish gain. I'm gonna destroy and steal from you what you have for my own selfish gain. Yes, yes, it advances me to the next level, but it killed somebody for me to get there. That money that you receive is called blood money. Well, Brother Judas, after he had betrayed Jesus, he knew he was in bad trouble. So he goes back to the temple. He wants to go through a religious ceremony and he wants to be cleansed of this. And they said, no, we're not taking your money. And he says, no, no, look, I want to be cleansed of this. and I'm just going to leave it on the floor and you have to take it. And he dropped his money and he went out and then, and then he hung himself. The Jews are there and they're looking at this money and they're like, man, you know, we can't put this in the treasury, right? Like, yep. Like, what do you want to do? Well, there's this field right at the edge of the cliff, which is right outside of the gate, which is the southern gate of Jerusalem. And here's, and here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to buy that. Now, what's happened for the past 500 years, everybody goes out the southern gate, the southern gate, and they go out there and they go to this cliff and they dump or they throw all of their broken vessels off of it. Like, why would you do that? Because a lot of the clay uh, pots and, and drinking vessels that they use, you could only use it once and you couldn't wash it because they didn't have a kiln. Are you guys with me on that? So it would be contaminated, so you had to break it. So they had a place and they would break it. So this thing was piled up with these broken, worthless vessels. And then they bought that field and they said, look, we need a burial place to bury some Texan if he ever comes walking through here because we sure don't want Texans buried with these Jews, right? So for strangers to be buried in, man, we gotta be able to do this and, and, and that's how that works. And they're like, okay, well, we're gonna buy that field. So they bought that field. Then they bought that field with the money of Judas and then Judas goes out and hangs himself and Acts chapter one records that when Judas hung himself, the branch or the rope broke and he fell and he fell into the very field at the bottom of the cliff that he had bought with his own blood money and the Bible says he burst asunder in the midst. It was, like throwing, it was like throwing a rotten tomato down into it. Boom, splat. What is that? He was a broken, worthless vessel. Oh, listen, everybody say yikes. No, I mean, all that imagery is there and it's like a really big deal. Like you betray the Lord Jesus Christ and if you're not gonna be loyal to him, blood money's no big deal to you because you're not loyal to Jesus, you're just loyal to your own personal gain. Nobody wants to be married to somebody like that. 
Amen? And we, the church, are called the bride of King Jesus. So that's going on. That whole thing about blood money, it's going on. Then you got this other thing that's going on with Brother Barabbas and this whole thing of, you know, man, we're going to... Okay, so they got this thing, and the thing is this. It's a lot like on Thanksgiving, we have a big ceremony, and a president comes out and decides if the turkey is going to live or not. Okay, it's, it, to me, it's something like that. You have this ceremony that is on certain high holy days where he comes out and says, I'm going to release this guy. I'm going to put a couple of people that is up here. Well, here's the guy. Th- here's the deal. Three guys have been arrested, Barabbas and his two buddies, and they were going to nail all three of them to crosses on that day. Now, the Bible says that he was a robber. Another verse says he was a murderer. We know that he was all about some kind of Roman insurrection because that's what you crucified people for. So he's like, okay, so he's a part of this. And then they bring Jesus in, and Pontius Pilate is like, this is going to be easy because what's real is uh, this guy robs and steals from everybody, not just from Rome, and they hate this guy. So there you have it, guys. I told you that uh, blood money is a really big deal in the kingdom of heaven. Let's make sure that we love what God loves and we hate what God hates and that we're totally committed to walk in the walk. You know what that's called? That's called the fear of the Lord. And I love that. Friends, I get to tell these really cool stories all over the world of my friends that we rescue all over the world. We've been doing this for 30 years now. And here, um, well, you know what? I just got back from someplace awesome. Watch this. You know, for right at 30 years, Leanna and I have been traveling the world um, doing incredible things, just being in the hands and the feet of King Jesus wherever we could. And then, of course, we started coming across kids that were literal slaves. And we began to recognize, hey, I see what this is, I see what that is, and let's see what we can do to rescue them, let's see what we can do to help them and to support them. Here in the great free state of Texas, on the Mexican border, there is a trafficking situation that has taken place like I've never seen. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen the level of abuse. I've never seen um, these kinds of pornographic rings. And I've never seen people chewed up and spit out and their lives wasted like what's happening right here on the Tex-Mex border. Guys, I want to tell you recently, we were able to rescue a little girl, a 12-year-old little girl. And she was a part of this ritual satanic worship and the cartel was in on this and she was a slave. Her little body was prostituted and it was absolutely terrible what it was that we pulled her out of. Her name is Martha and she's a 12 year old little girl and this is what she looked like the day that we actually rescued her, boom. That's a sad look to me and it's particularly sad to me because I know Martha now and Martha is one of my friends. Friends, whenever we first got her, you can imagine that there was all kinds of problems. You know, she had trust issues. Uh, She was sick in her body. She was sick in her mind. And guys, we began the process of just, you know, being a mama and being a daddy to her and helping her through the specific issues she had. And then just the general issues that kids have when they come out of slavery. Guys, I showed you the picture of what she looked like the day that we actually rescued her. But this is what she looks like now. Boom. There she is. How cool is that? Here's another cool picture. Isn't she just gorgeous? You know, my friends, I was just down on the Mexican border just now, and I actually got to spend a whole day with Martha and so many of our other kids that we have rescued. I wanna tell you guys, this is the business of the Father, and this is the business that you and I are in, and I wanna tell you this, business is good. This is a great day to bring redemption, to bring freedom, to bring hope, to take on hell with a water pistol, to not be afraid, and to be able to say, not on my watch. Because you're standing with me, You know what? We're making a bigger difference than you can possibly imagine. 
I'm loving my little girl, Martha, and I encourage you to pray for her. So guys, all this is true, all this is real. This is what the goodness of the Lord looks like here in the land of the living through us. Hey, if you would like to join us, simply go to odx.tv. Again, it's odx.tv, it's a brand new platform we have, and it's one of the, well, it's, 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 it's your one-stop shop for all things Troy Brewer Ministries. And guys, if you would like to help us, I encourage you, help us. Yeah, do that. Guys, that's all the time that I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for loving Jesus the way that you do. And until the next time I see you, I call you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and highly favored of the Lord. Bye-bye, everybody. The podcast, The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham, is a moving and inspiring biblical audio experience that will help you master wisdom from the world's greatest book. In each episode, you'll learn to apply biblical principles to everyday life. Each cinematic episode is a journey through the Bible's most profound stories that will strengthen your appreciation of the Word and inspire you to keep learning. Listen to The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Listen to the podcast, Heroes in the Bible, Jesus, with Dr. Tony Evans. This is my beloved son. It is in him I am pleased. What have you to say for yourself, Jesus? You have made claims to be the son of Jehovah. I am as you said. Listen to Heroes in the Bible Jesus with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.